Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bingany bong bong bing bong. Ah! Welcome back to Suggestible, everybody. Uh, yes, this week it is just me again, James, uh, who's one of the hosts of Suggestible. The other host of Suggestible, Claire Tonti, she's in Europe, currently on tour. Uh, I do have some upcoming dates if you are interested, but before we get to that, what we're going to do this week, like we did last week, that's right, we're going to be talking about, and just like that, the Sex in the City sequel series, which is currently screaming... <laughs> I guess it is. In a way, there's there's a lot of that going on. It's currently streaming on HBO Max, which is just called Max, but in Australia, it's on a service called Binge, which recently I cancelled because it fucking sucks. It's awful. But then I thought, hey, you know what I love more than I hate? Content, you know? Brands. Synergy. So I'm back on that Binge bandwagon, just so I can talk about, and just like that, episode three. Now look, this show is dreadful. I was going to talk about episode two also, but thinking back, I, what, I don't know. What was it? Maybe you can email me and tell me. So let's get into episode three. And let me say this. I didn't mind this one. It was all right. There's some stuff here that I went, okay. All right. All right. I went like that. I went, okay. You know, when you do it in like an aggressive way, but you accept it. All right. Fine, I guess. So some of the things that I like, here we go. So Carrie is dealing with Big's death. That's all good stuff. No, I don't believe that Big is somebody that should be missed within this universe. Never been a character that I found appealing, quite frankly. I just, I've never got the appeal of this guy. He's just this like big aloof doofus. It's like if you installed a smug AI chatbot into a goofy lumbering mannequin. But anyways, Carrie seems to like him. And you know her making her audiobook for the book that she wrote about the time that Big died in the shower and she didn't call the ambulance. You know, I thought that was well done. Sarah Jessica Parker, no complaints about any of the things that she's doing in this show. What I cannot wait to see, though, I tell you this much. Now, if you're a fan of this series or have been, you may have seen that Aiden is going to show up at one point, which I cannot wait for, because if you remember the original series, Carrie fucking obliterates this guy's heart twice. Once because she cheats on him with big of all people, and the second time she's like, ah, I don't know, you're just, you're not very interesting. Which is probably true. That's probably true. But at the same time, what is interesting about big? Oh, you like whiskey and cigars and the stock market. That's fascinating. You know what? You would fit right in as a background character in the movie Wall Street and its sequel, Wall Street 2 Money Never Sleeps. Boo! Your personality and interests feel store-bought. So yeah, I bet both of those times really stung for Aiden. And then, in Sex and the City 2, if you recall, Aiden is in Dubai or whatever. I think he appears in like a scarf 
market or something. And he's like, yeah, man, I've been doing really well since you obliterated my heart twice already. And she's like, that's great. I came here because I'm having trouble with my fucking awful husband. And he's like, well, I hear ya. And then they share a kiss, which Carrie just walks away scot-free from. Big's like, ah, whatever. I don't have any emotions, so that's, that's cool with me, I guess. And presumably, because Aiden's gonna turn up single in this series, she wrecked his marriage. That's actually unfair. He wrecked his own marriage. Aiden, why are you falling for the allure of this woman who clearly gets a rise from drop punting your heart into the Hudson River or whatever? Anyway, that's all upcoming. We'll get to that, I guess. So Charlotte's doing stuff in this episode. She's like, I don't know. It's, it's all that unrelatable kind of school mum stuff. And that's not me saying the school mum thing is unrelatable. That is absolutely not true. There's another show at the moment which we've talked about called Platonic with Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, which deals with a lot of similar, I guess. Not really. But, you know, there's school mums in it. It's fantastic. It's a really funny show if you haven't checked it out. But the school mum thing here is like, you know, it's like that next level of wealth and pristine clothing and fawning all over each other and all this shit. I don't like it and I don't care about your problems. Fuck off. But I guess one of the key elements of this story, though, is the relationship that Miranda has with Shay. Probably remember it from last season. She had a sexual awakening, shoved old man Steve aside, who I want to get back to, and moved to LA with Shay, which I feel is going to end in absolute tragedy. Because they don't even seem like they like or know each other. That's probably the intention of the writing, I assume, because that's what I perceive from it. Anyways... Shay is a terrible comedian. Now, I want to stress that this has nothing to do with the performance. I think the idea of a non-binary comedian in a mainstream show like this, that is a very interesting concept to explore. And you can bring these ideas and a character like this to a group of people that might not necessarily be familiar with the idea of somebody being non-binary. But how about you write some jokes for this comedian character? Absolutely atrocious stand-up. That's if they even show it. I actually have a clip here. I'm going to play it to you right now. And you tell me what you think of this. All right? I am so lazy in LA. No one walks anywhere. You know? It's like yesterday I took an Uber from my bathroom to my bedroom. Yeah. It was way too expensive. Um, and that is my time. Thank you so much, everybody. Okay, sorry. So the joke at the end of Shay's set is the end joke. Because, you know, you, you want to end on your strongest joke. And I guess the strongest joke was, I took an Uber from my bathroom to my bedroom because I'm so lazy. And boy, was it really expensive. I'm sorry, that barely qualifies as a joke. Nobody on earth could sell that. Except for one person, maybe. We'll talk about him. This is supposed to be like a funny show. And it's weird because you have comedians often on the show. Bobby Lee, famous comedian, is a character in this show. Give him five minutes and say, hey, just write one joke. Write one joke that Shay could do. But hey, look, who am I to get upset with this representation of a non-binary person? This doesn't affect me in the slightest. There's a thousand comedians that look like me, and some of them are even pretty good. But there aren't a lot of non-binary people, let alone comedians, in mainstream media, with this being probably one of the most prominent ones. So just maybe put, you know, a little bit of effort into this person who's supposed to be a comedian. Anyway, that whole relationship is falling apart because Miranda's like, ah, my son got broken up with, and Shay's like, I don't understand because I'm doing a sitcom and my, and my dad's Tony Danza. And hey, man, I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but at the same time, I get it. You know, I empathize with, with that. That seems... 
That, that all seems very stressful. But I feel like with the return of Miranda's son, look, I think it's going to happen. I think we're going to get our boy Steve back. Now, we know he had a bad run in the last season. He turned up and he was written to be 150 years old. It's like if they went, who's popular? Oh, I know who's popular. President Joe Biden. Why don't we write him like an 150-year-old man with a melted brain? Anyway, more Steve, let's see it happen. But as I mentioned, there is somebody who could have sold those jokes from earlier. Uh, maybe. And that person is Anthony. Incredible character. How does he do it? Nails every scene that he's in, the limited ones that he has. Incredible. And I was almost going to say, hey, maybe you should see more of this guy. But at the same time, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe he's like a Jack Sparrow or a Darth Vader, where the less you see of him, the better, you know? Anyways, events. Claire Tonti, my wonderful and talented wife, is currently touring through Europe. And if you're interested in any of her shows where she's presenting her album Matrescence, which is this wonderful collection of songs with a folk indie kind of pop vibe running throughout the whole thing, you can head over to clairetonti.com slash events. There's actually a show at the 6th of July at the Ballo Bar in Dublin. If you are in Dublin and you're hearing this like the day it comes out, you might still be able to make it to that one. Then in Glasgow on the 8th of July, you've got one at the Kingsborough Gardens at 2 p.m. On the 9th of July, the caves in Edinburgh in a cave. Whoa, that sounds crazy. Who has something in a cave? Claire Tonti, that's who. Then on July 11th, there's one at the Eagle Inn in Manchester. That's at 8 p.m. July 13th in Petersfield in Hampshire at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery. That's at 7.30 p.m. And the final event will be July 16th. That will be with author Lucy Jones, and that's going to be an intimate afternoon about matrescence, becoming a mother, and maternal well-being. Lucy Jones is an incredible author. She's got a new book out if you are interested. That's at Bathingstoke Willow's Coffee House. Thank you so much to people who have already attended these shows. Claire was just blown away by the people coming up to her in London and saying such kind things. Thank you to all of you who'd met her and said to say hello to me also. I appreciate that, and I say hello back to you. This is me saying hello to you. I heard exactly what you said and I'm saying hello. I sound aggressive but I'm actually thankful. Well, I'll tell you what I don't really have that much else to say except maybe visit clairetonti.com slash events if any of those things are of interest to you and of course you can review the show in your app of choice or whatever if you are so inclined. That would be, that would be fantastic. It helps us keep the lights on algorithmically somehow, you know? Anyways, this has been another insane rambling from a man who has his kids on school holidays alone. That's not true. I got a lot of help from people in the community, which I greatly appreciate. That being said, I don't deal well with early mornings. You know, I've been trying to go to bed earlier, but it's not necessarily something that I'm always able to do because sometimes I have to watch, I don't know, Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie from 1987 for some reason. It's not for some reason. We're doing a video on it. It's coming out. That's a little secret that I'm telling you right now. It's going to tie into the Barbie movie because they're both Mattel or whatever, you know? Have a great week. See you on the next one. I'll hopefully be back next week or I just won't do this. Who knows? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.